Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 24th, 2015. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 15, the second full paragraph. Today's readers are LCM on the 12 Steps, uh, Joanne L. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Sharon H., Janice M., and Rachel N. M. Our newcomer greeter is Deb W. Uh, The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, December 23rd, is 8290. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, our fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask LCM to read the 12 steps. Good morning, this is LCM, the 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted and 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, LCM. And I'd now like to ask Joanne L. to read the 12 Traditions. 
Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, a common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. In 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Joanne L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 15, the second full paragraph. And I will ask Sharon H. to get us started. Press star one, Sharon. Good morning, Kathy. This is Sharon H., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. Thank you, God, and for the 12 steps. 
We commenced to make many fast friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. I have seen hundreds of families set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere. I have seen the most impossible domestic situations righted, feuds and bitterness of all sorts wiped out. I have seen men come out of asylums and resume a vital place in the lives of their families and communities. Business and professional men have regained their standing. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. In one western city and its environs, there, were one, there are 1,000 of us and our families. We meet frequently so that newcomers may find fellowship they seek. At these informal gatherings, one may often see from 50 to 200 persons. We are growing in numbers and power. Wow, there is just so much in this uh, paragraph of what this new way of living and this new design for living, living that we're given through uh, being willing to follow the directions in this book uh, give us the privilege of uh, beginning to experience in our own lives. And I'm just going to zero in on the, the many fast friends and the fellowship grown up among us. I have been a part of this phone line meeting since July of 2012, and I have experienced that uh, mainly over the phone and then at the conference being uh, given the privilege to see so many uh, people face-to-face -face, and what a privilege that was. And then the joy of living that we really have even under pressure and difficulty. And that was always my dilemma because I had not accepted that I had a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body when it came to this food addiction. So I uh, lived a still a life that was full of uh, a lot of negativity, a lot of judgment, a lot, a lot of things that are not where I live today by God's grace. And the only difference is, is I took this book seriously and what this book told me seriously because I've been around for a long time, and my problem was I could get abstinent, but I would not stay abstinent. So I've been given that gift of even under pressure and difficulty. Um, the day before yesterday, I have a dear lady I care for, and she's in rehab. And I felt that her care was not being to the level that it should be. And um, I had to do an inventory and acknowledge that I was back into that judgmental, critical attitude of others. And I had to make those things right before God and another person. Um, and so that's the difference I see today. Those kind of things, and there were several things right in a row. And whenever I get, you know, frustrating experiences one after the other, I always ran back to the food. I just couldn't deal with life. And I did not have to do that. And I was able to utilize the steps that we have in this program that set us free, set us free. And that's the gift that I've been given today that I never thought I would experience when it came to this food addiction. So I'm just so grateful to be a part of this program. I welcome everyone out on the line, whether you're new or you've been around for a while. This program works. It really does work when we follow the directions that are so precisely laid out in this book for us to follow. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sharon H. And who would like to share on this paragraph? Vanessa R. Amy G. Amy G. 
This is Bella. Can I say? Okay, the only name I got so far is Nessa R. Amy G. Amy G. This is Bella. Can I say? Joanne L. Bella G. Joanne, Suzanne, is that what I heard? No, Joanne L. Joanne L. Okay, I have Nessa R. Amy. Kathy, I think that we lost you. Can you press star one, please? Here I am back. Sorry. Okay, we'll start with these five. Nessa R., Amy G., Larry K., Bella G., and Joanne L. Please go ahead, Nessa R. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, I really like this um this sentence, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. And to me, it speaks, uh, it speaks to me for two reasons. One is the joy of living. I, I had um, this, this notion for many, many years, decades even, that once I was thin, um, I would be happy and everything would be okay. And this makes no sense, especially because I had been thin several times throughout my life. Um, obviously, I wasn't able to stay thin, but I had been thin, and I had not been happy. I had been as miserable as ever, and perhaps even more so because now that I was thin, I still didn't have the things that I, I thought I should have. Um, and so there was no joy of living there. Um, it was only coming into program and realizing that, you know, body size is only the manifestation of a much deeper spiritual program. And it's only now um, as a result of having put, in, put down the food and working the steps every single day of my life that I am able to experience the joy of living. And, you know, the joy of living comes regardless of whether um, things go my way or things don't go my way. You know, it comes from knowing that I'm here to serve God and serve others. And as long as I am doing God's will, then I can experience that joy of living. So the joy of living is not dependent upon, you know, my, my, the size of my clothes. Um, it's dependent on, you know, my, my state of mind and my sta the state of my soul, more importantly. And the other part of the sentence that I really, really like is even under pressure and difficulty, because it's very easy to be happy, which to me is much different than having the joy of living, when everything is going my way, but can I have the joy of living when things are not going my way? And this is a gift um, that I have received from program that I, I wasn't even looking for. You know, I came in trying to find a solution to what I thought was a food and weight problem, and it turned out to be a powerlessness problem and a spiritual disease that can only be, be conquered uh, by putting down the food and working this, this, these simple steps every day of my life, and I am so happy I came in. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm reaping the, the, the rewards, the promises um, of this, and I'm experiencing the joy of living even under pressure and difficulty, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Nessa R. And Amy G., please go ahead. 
Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Um, thank you so much for your service. Can you guys hear the excitement here? I mean, let's let's take a look at this. What's happened? Bill's story has completely been transformed with enthusiasm, and jo- as dove in with his wife to to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive overeater, and then the writing of this book of uh, 1939, four or five years in, speaking with confidence, where they're growing in number and power. Power to what? Power to recover and be recovered. We're about to jump into there is a solution where the first paragraph says nearly all of recovered they have solved the drink, the drink problem. We go down further and say there's a common solution, a tremendous fact. Something is happening here. We the the program is evolving and it is growing. And the little asterisk says you know in my third edition there's approximately 67,000 groups. In the fourth edition it says over 100,000 groups. What has happened? What is happening? The tremendous fact is that they speak with confidence, not that not from a theory, but from experience. Bill has had a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. He's had a spiritual experience, a spiritual awakening through the working and process of self-sacrifice and serving others, not even any formalized steps at these points. But we have those steps. And by the grace of God, this program and these steps we not only solved the drink problem, and for me, the eating problem, I have solved my living problem. Because remember, I thought food was the problem. But turned to come to find out that food was the answer and the problem was me. I need mean, a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. You know, it says here in the vision for you, when it talks about it, may, on one page 153, it may seem incredible that these men are to become happy, respected, and useful once more. How can they rise out of such misery, bad repute, and hopelessness? The practical answer is that since these things have happened among us, they can happen with you. Should you wish them above all else and be willing to make use of our experience, we are sure they will come. The age of miracles is still with us. Our own recovery proves that. Here is hope, folks. Here is recovery, folks. This is a program that changes lives. It has changed my life. It has changed many on this line I know who have become recovered. If you're out there and you're looking for a solution, it is here. The hope is here. Join us on this fellowship. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And Larry Kay, please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, what an amazing thing to be part of this fellowship. You know, the, 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 uh, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. You know, what's, what's joy anyway? The, the dictionary defines joy as, as kind of this feeling of great pleasure and happiness, you know, a sense of jubilation. So basically you're telling me I can experience a feeling of great pleasure even while struggling uh, under under the, the, the often harsh uh, pitfalls and, and, and complications uh, of life on life's terms. You know, and, and, and is that what we're seeing? And I would contend, yes, yes. I, I've not only experienced that very phenomenon myself, I've seen others overcome tremendous hardship by practicing these principles in all their affairs. And this is what Bill was is talking about. And, you know, what hardships are we talking about? You know, because I was naturally skeptical 
on the validity of this contention, you know, that we read about. And I personally know, you know, of someone in fellowship uh, who has lost a teenage child. I mean, how does a parent survive that? That person has not just survived. They've actually thrived as a force for, you know, for good, for, for service and grace in this harsh world. Is that miraculous? You know, I'd, I'd say so. I've seen scores of, you know, of others among us who have, you know, face squarely death uh, of loved ones, mental illness, financial bankruptcy, you know, foreclosure on their homes, divorce, loss of a job, rejection of all sorts, loneliness, cancer, children on drugs um, who wouldn't accept our way of living. You know, who, who are these people? Well, they're, they're, they're on the line. See, they're, they're right here, right now. And, and it says there's scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. You see, newcomers may find fellowship they seek right here. Every morning, more than a few of us junkies, you know, we, we get on the line, uh, ready to learn about the program of action found in the big book. And you know what's cool? Uh, lots of us junkies no longer, uh, no longer are slaves to food. You know, and, that, and that's the amazing thing. I was reading recently neurons in the brain, you know, living cells. They can connect to one another in trillions of different ways. And these connections don't just lead to learning. These connections are the learning. That, that's what we are. We're, we, you don't just come here, you know, to learn. We are the learning. We're living, breathing, you know, phenomena of learning that occurs right here on this line. If that isn't a miracle, I, I don't know what, it, what, what a miracle is. It's extraordinary. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay. And Bella G., please go ahead. Press star one, Bella. Okay, we'll move on to Joanne L., please. Good morning. Thank you for your service, Kathy Kay. Um, this is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater. I love that line. You know, the joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. And I also love we commence to make many fast friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us. And it is wonderful. You know, I've been in program for a very long time, and I was sitting here thinking about this. About six years ago, we had a conference here in Rhode Island, and um, I met a lot of people when they came here. And then I went to another conference in Atlanta, Georgia, and a lot of those people who came to Rhode Island were in Atlanta, Georgia. And then I went to another conference in Virginia Beach this November, and a lot of people who came to Rhode Island, who came to Atlanta, Georgia, came to the conference at um, Virginia Beach. But this just goes to show you that we all stick together. You know, a lot of people just keep coming back. No matter what the difficulty, even if you're in and out or if you don't get this program, we stick together and people just keep on coming back. And we make such beautiful, beautiful um, friendships. You know, I'm from Rhode Island. It's like the mafia. Once you come in, you can't leave. That's the way, 
that's what we say here in Rhode Island. It's so hard to leave. And I am so grateful that it's so hard to leave because no matter where I am in my journey, I have never, ever, never left this program. And it's been 21 years for me. And I've had my ins and my outs. And um, But you know what? I give all the glory to God. And where it says there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us, there is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not become been overcome among us. I like that because, you know, there's, everybody goes through different things in life. You know, there's, like Larry said, you know, there's people who have had people, maybe parents that have passed away, siblings that have passed away. I had breast cancer. And you know what? No matter what, everybody in this program has helped me get through that. Every every person, you know, and nobody has ever looked at me any different, you know, no matter if I, you know, um, wasn't getting this program, if I was having difficulties, um, but they were always right there for me, no matter what, through thick and thin. And I'll tell you, I am just delighted. I am so happy to be on this line, to be with you all, and I just want to say Merry Christmas, and I pass. Thank you, Joanne L. And Bella G., are you there? Yes, thank you. I am sorry. Do you hear me now? Yes, I can. Thanks, Bella. I am sorry. I'm sorry I couldn't mute, uh, unmute myself. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph today. The joy of living we really have, even under pressure and difficulty. Yes, thank you, God. Now that I am living the steps, yes, I changed, and my life changed. But I have to remember, I am still human. I am not perfect, and I will never be perfect. And yes, I have character defects. And yes, all the people around me and all the people all over, they are human too, and they are limited too. So yes, I have to remember that yes, life is not perfect, and life brings difficulties and pressure. Today, thank you, God, I am not putting my attention to difficulties and pressure. Today, I am putting the, all myself, all my attention to the joy in life. And what does it mean? The thank you, God, today I have the opportunity to choose to pause and to see, oh, Bella, wait a minute, why now you are pressured? Why now you have all those challenges? What's going on? What is blocking myself from being connected to God? Today I am not afraid to face reality. Today, you know, yes, I am human, and sometimes those pressures want to direct me. Today, thank you, God, I am aware that I don't have power, and I am powerless. Thank you, God, for being so much loving and accepting. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. And who would like to share on this paragraph? Monica. Monica T. I'd who like else? to share. 
Lynn S. Lynn S. And uh, was there someone else? Tina S. Tina S. Mara. Leanne W. Mara. Leah M. Leanne W. And Leah M. Let's go with those. So we have Monica T. Lynn S. Tina S. Mara. Leanne W. Leah M. And I heard someone else trying to get in. Rochelle. Rochelle? Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, please go ahead, Monica T. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So I had this paragraph, a lot of green in this paragraph, and that meant a lot of hope and promises here. And the joy of living, the joy of living. You know, we we now, you go through this work, and we trust, rely, and depend on God. And that's a joy of living today, because that's what gets gets me through all these difficulties and it says in the path set their feet in the path that really goes somewhere and I've got a little note there you know I wasn't going anywhere before but now I have this path I have these steps and even if you know I take a little detour off the path you know life likes to give little detours I know there's this path I know there's way get right back on the path Monica and continue the destiny continue the journey and the journey is this path and the other thing I wanted to say was you know with all the difficulties like everyone has said we all have them life is going to be life and Monica has finally learned you know Monica you don't have to do this alone I have a fellowship. I have other people today that I trust that have been in the same place I have been. And what a wonderful thing that God has given me. And thank you, God, for this program. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica T. Uh, Lynn S., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Lynn S. from Toronto, Canada. Reading this paragraph and listening to the shares has gotten me to reflect on me coming into program and I remember standing in the kitchen and I was cutting up celery sticks and cottage cheese and I just started crying and I thought you know I cannot eat like this anymore but more importantly I cannot live like this anymore and I remember thinking you know it can't be that God looked down and he said I want everybody to be happy except for you Lynn S and I want you to be totally miserable And the thought came to me, there's got to be something wrong with me. And that image always strikes me, the the clarity and the, that, that, just that moment, that God moment that I had. And I wasn't a spiritual or religious person, but that's what came to me. And it reminds me, I've been in program now 26 years. I was 140 pounds overweight. I didn't come in to lose weight because I'd lost My balance was 140 pounds. I lost my first 100 pounds at 16, but I came in because I'd scared myself. I couldn't stop eating, and I was so miserable. All I wanted to do was stop eating and not be miserable anymore. And just reflecting on the past 26 years, the difference is by working the program, it's a God consciousness. My life is is a God-centered, God-conscious life now. I've got a new relationship with my creator. And that just strikes me so hard because the last 26 years have been filled with the same path that everybody else experiences. But it has not been abject misery and 
total uh, awfulness. It hasn't been that. Tough things have happened, but I love what it says. There is scarcely any form of trouble and misery which has not been overcome among us. It doesn't mean that everything's gone my way and everything's been perfect. It means I've been able to deal with a mother with dementia and love her and have an incredible relationship her, with her while she passed and the death of parents and the loss of friends. But, it, but it's been a life that's been joyous and happy. And just so sitting here and reflecting on it, and it just the awe of the program, the wonders that you get when you work the program and you connect with God and have that God-conscious life, we are so blessed. I am so grateful to be here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lynn S. And Tina S., please go ahead. Thanks, Kathy. Tina S., compulsive eater, uh, anorexic. Wow, heard some really great things so far this morning. And, you know, from the despair to the joy, and there are 12 steps between that. And, uh, you know, in the AA 12 and 12, it talks about the joy of living is the theme of the 12th step. And, you know, and by the time I get here and I'm freely carrying this message as it was freely given to me, you know, I'm able to experience that happy, joyous, and free that I had never experienced prior to. And, uh, get emotional about that because that's the truth. You know, I lived for quite a few years uh, in self-centered fear, you know, and then today, you know, even though, you know, that stuff comes up, you know, I don't have to live there anymore and I heard it there, you know, and it's not about the food or, you know, for me, you know, other 12-step programs, it's not about the booze, you know, it's about the way that I live today and I don't have to depend on those as a solution. You know, I've found a power greater than myself that, you know, the uh, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the first 164 pages has shown me, you know, because that's what it talks about on page 45, that lack of power was my dilemma. And that, you know, that this book, you know, would take me to a power greater than myself and give me a relationship that would solve my problems, wouldn't help me, but would solve my problems. And that has happened for me today. And, uh, you know, and I love to hear all the joy and the excitement. And, and so many people have said it prior to, you know, we come from that despair and, and listen to our shares today. Everybody's got excitement in their voice. And, you know, I'm grateful to be part of. And, um, and thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Tina S. And Mara, would you please give us the first initial of your last name? Thank you. Yes, hi, good morning. Thank you. I'm Mara S., anorexic compulsive overeater from Chicago. And thanks for sharing and everybody here. You know, I, when I took my quiet time this morning, which is never that quiet, I, um, I just thought about how I don't have to face anything alone anymore. And I know someone referenced this earlier, but there's just something so powerful in the 30 years I've been in program that I can be understood and I don't have to walk through anything alone. And before program, whether I was binging or starving, I just felt like I was very bad inside, like almost poisoned because I did this thing with food. But what I also understand today is because I had feelings like anger and hurt and resentment. But that didn't make me a bad person. It just meant I was human and I had feelings I didn't know how to deal with. And there's a way today with my fellowship and God and admitting powerlessness and reaching out for help. And anyway, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Mara S. And Leanne W., please go ahead. Good morning. My name is Leanne W. I'm from Massachusetts. 
um, recovered compulsive overeater and happy to be here this morning and thrilled that I have an opportunity to share um, because I'm usually commuting to work. But I really felt compelled to uh, respond to this paragraph this morning because um, the first sentence is here where it says we commence to make many fast friends and a fellowship that has grown up among us, uh, the joy of living we really have, even under the pressure and difficulty. And for me, I've been around program, I'm 53, I've been around program since I was 28. And um, I, you know, I, like many others, I have not been abstinent and, and recovered that whole time, but um, I live in the day and I'm really thrilled for that. But I've had a lot of difficulties and pressure. I mean, I've come from a family of 10 and, and five have passed away. And um, many of them is a result of addiction, whether it be alcoholism, drugs, and other forms of addiction. But when I think about the pressure and the difficulties that I've been in, what I've gained from this program is that I don't sort of wallow in the why me and, and the self-pity and, and life is so hard and holidays aren't the same anymore. Instead, I just really look to my fellowship and my friends that I've made in this program. And I just want to say my mom, when she passed away, I sat with her for the last three days of her um, her life. I never, I never left her bedside. And it was my friends in program that brought my meals to me. And, you know, the nurses and the doctors, they wanted to bring in pizza and other things for family members who came in and out. And it would have been easy for me to have those foods, but it was my friends in program who came and whispered, what is your food plan? What can I get for you? And I'm just so thrilled to have um, you people in my life, especially when I'm in these difficult times so that I don't have to sit in the why me and instead I could just get through each moment, each day, and then to be available for others. And I'm just, you know, I'm just very appreciative and wanted to share with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leanne W. And Leah M., please go ahead. Thank you very much. Uh, The joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. Yeah, the program of recovery, you know, certainly gives us a design for living that works in rough going. I mean, Bill here writing in his story, you know, that a fellowship is growing up about him and, you know, what is the attraction uh, that allows these fellowships, encourages these fellowships to grow by leaps and bounds? And it is the recovery. It's the uh, peace and contentment that's possible. Now, that change doesn't come uh, for most of us overnight. It takes um diligence it takes work you know the the application of these steps it takes practice it takes prayer uh but we become what we practice this is a lifestyle we're talking about it's uh it is a style of life because happiness doesn't depend on having an easier life you know sometimes you think that uh the the chronically complaining think that those who are happy or who are content perhaps on this line have an easier life. That that may not be the case. If you scratch the surface of one of our lives, you might see that there is a 
adversity. There is pain. You know, if pain were water, the world would drown, so to speak. Life is difficult. It has its challenges. Um, but today, the program of recovery um, allows me a different view upon life because I used to maintain the victim stance, and of course, I would remain emotionally and spiritually sick. But this program of recovery gave me the responsibility for the way that I perceived the way I looked at relationships and adversity and challenges, and I started becoming spiritually healthy, and slowly the light of this program of recovery and the light of power became brighter for me. And that's true with people I have worked with, you know, uh, impossible domestic situations righted, you know, people who are on the verge of divorce were able, because of these transformation uh, possible through the steps, able to correct uh, and improve those marriages and, and uh, situations where there was bitterness and feuds in family, those things because of the steps have been righted in many, many, many cases. You know, this is not some theatrical event that we're providing for you just for entertainment purposes in the morning. This is real life stuff. This is real life stuff. You know, it used to be that compulsive overeating seemed to be, seemed to be the glue that held me together. Today, it's the process of the steps, steps 10, 11, and 12, uh, removing that spiritual sludge through the steps so that I can have a relationship with power, so that I can have a relationship with God uh, in order to, quote-unquote, hold me together uh, and meet the adversity with gratitude and stability and trust uh, that... Um, these challenges will allow me to grow and become a better person for it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. And Rochelle, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Rochelle in Maryland. Can you hear me? I can. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And it was such a pleasure to meet you. Um, wow. Joy of living. So it's very interesting. As a former English teacher, I look at this and I say, um, the joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulty. The syntax is wrong. It should be we really have the joy of living even under pressure and difficulty. Well, why is that? Why is he had of the wrong syntax when he's such an expert writer? And the answer is because he wanted to put the emphasis on the joy of living. So, um, And I'd like to comment on that like a lot of other people. And that is here I am. I've been in program now for nine years, and I've been abstinent for nine years. And it started out with the working of the tools. It started out with overcoming my fear of making phone calls and, uh, and realizing that people were not going to, to, uh, to eat my head off if I called them and they didn't know who I was, you know. So uh, that was the beginning. And uh, training myself to pick up the phone rather than picking up the food. And, and it's so interesting. So that even though today I live in 10, 11, and 12, it hasn't been until recently that I really have experienced the joy of living. And by that I mean that even under adversity, you know, um, I'm under pressure right now for business stuff, and I have company coming to me even though I have other things going on. And I have to say I'm not quite sure how I'm going to manage, you know, but that doesn't matter because I know that my higher power is going to help me out. I know that he wants me to celebrate things with my family, and, and he's gonna he's got a way of doing things which I can't possibly imagine and even though I make myself a schedule and I, and I try to, you know, figure out the most reasonable way to do things, the important thing is that I am joyous. 
I am joyous that my higher power, who I call God, has seen to it that I have this joy in my life that I'm not, I think the word is catching, that, um, that about, oh, they're not going to help me. Oh, they're not going to do this or that or the other. Oh, they're not going to appreciate my efforts. No. It's I am so glad they're going to be coming to me. I don't mind. I know they're going to break something when they're here, at least one thing. You know, it's okay. It's okay because, you know what, it's, it's all about connecting. So, pass. Thank you. Thank you, Rochelle. And before we move on, does anyone else want to share on this paragraph? Okay, Jen. Like, oh, yes? It's Vasa I'd like to see, if I may. Go ahead. Anyone else besides Vasa O? Okay, Vasa, go ahead. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Kathy, for your service. And I am Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Florida. And I remember thinking before coming to the program, I remember saying, there's got to be a better life than the life I'm living, you know. I had no clue about the food addiction. I had no clue about the 12 steps. I had no clue about any of this stuff, you know. And I thank God for bringing me to the to OA and that God put a person in my life could help me to, you know, to, again, to, she gave me the foundation of this program. Um, they found out about the allergy. I found the, the obsession, the mental obsession. And the joy and the peace that I have today, it's, I mean, those are the promises working the, the steps, you know. And I have lots of joy and peace today. And it comes from my higher power, and it, it comes from working this program with people that have been there to help me in the good times and bad times. Yes, I've had a lot of pain and suffering being abstinent and being in this program, but my higher power always got me through, and I've always had people that I can share, you know, you know, whatever I go through. I've gone through cancer with my son. I've gone through four deaths, and... My granddaughter had surgery and when she was two weeks old, I stayed abstinent all those times. And it, I, there's nothing that tastes better, no food tastes better than being abstinent. So so grateful and happy holidays to all of you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And LCM, please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. This is LCM. I wasn't sure you heard me. Um, I really appreciate uh, everybody's input this morning. It's just so wonderful to hear. Um, I have been in program for nine years, and um, <clears throat> and I have learned that it really is my perception of my situation that is the problem. And not only have I learned that, but then I've been given the tools of how to um, change that perception through the 12 steps. And I faltered and stumbled many times in that process. Yet there's always the willingness from people in the program to get me back on track and to help me make my connection to my higher power, that it all comes down to my relationship with my higher power. And that has been a slow-growing relationship. And um, it's really through working through the, the gunk and the junk that I have in my head to get that out of the way so I can have that relationship with God. And I'm just so grateful to the fellowship and to the structure and guidelines of this meeting in particular, as well as the face-to-face LA meetings I go to. Um, 
that allow me to move through that process so that my relationship continues to improve. And that's all I have in my past. Thank you. Thank you, LCM. And uh, Janice M., would you read the next paragraph, please? Oh, I'd be glad to. Good morning, everybody. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, I'm going to say alcoholic, compulsive overeater. An alcoholic in his cups is an unlovely creature. Our struggles with them are variously strenuous, comic, and tragic. One poor chap committed suicide in my home. He could not or would not see our way of life. Well, you know, we just got rid of, we just got finished reading that wonderful paragraph of Joy of Living. If we make a choice, see, this is a warning, a warning paragraph, because a compulsive overeater who still makes that choice, okay, to stay in, in their uh, alcoholic foods and not accept these principles of the steps, doesn't make the choice, this is what's going to happen. Why? Because this person is a very selfish person, a per, an alcoholic, a compulsive overeater in his cups. That means he's a drunk. He's intoxicated. Or me, a compulsive overeater in my food is intoxicated, and that's a big block for any higher power to come into me. And we're very unlovely. <laughs> we're not attractive. We just talked about being an attractive program. This, is, uh, this person, uh, including myself, was very selfish, was very unattractive as far as my personality. You know, I was unthinking of others. You know, I was greedy. It was all about me. See, the paragraph before is just the opposite. So here's a big warning, and I believe that the ultimate result of selfishness is suicide because we are. We can't live with it. We can't live without it. We're not thinking of the family. You know, it's an awful thing to say, but that's what it is. We either we're not willing to accept that, that first of all, that I'm a compulsive overeater or believe for years that I wasn't because I proved, I proved to myself, tried to anyway, that I was not a compulsive overeater. And thank you, God, for the gratitude today of recovery, being recovered from that seemingly hopeless mind and body. I have so much gratitude today that I am a compulsive overeater because I've been given a new life. I really have just because I happen to be a compulsive overeater. <laughs> I didn't come to this program to get friends. Trust me, I did not because, and uh, to help somebody, that was the furthest thing from my mind, you know, to help somebody. So we that are recovered and are in this meeting today are a lucky few, are a lucky few of the world that has the opportunity to learn, to learn a new way of life. Oh, my goodness, what a wonderful thing, and accept that I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm going to accept and choose this way of life, what way of life, a spiritual way of life that transformed me. It's best than any other life that I had with all the problems I have today. I would never go back, um, hopefully for one day at a time, to the good times. So this poor chap made a choice, and he made the choice that, you know, he just couldn't see our way of life, which means our spiritual way of life. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice M. We have time for two, 
two-minute shares. Who would like to share? Linda R. Linda R. And one more. Mary B. Okay, Mary B. Thank you. Uh, And we will continue the meeting for others to share after our break. Okay, Linda R., please go ahead. Thank you so much. Good morning, and thank you so much for your service on the vision today. Linda R. recovered in South Florida, and I'm walking, so I hope you don't hear too much noise in the background. You know, this paragraph reminded me of what, why I'm in this program. I knew that I came into this program because I had a food addiction. However, at that time, I wasn't aware that I had a spiritual soul sickness. To me, this program led me to the enlightenment through the steps of finding a higher source of power in my life that could guide and direct me. So when it talks about the alcoholic being in his his cups, when I was there, I didn't really know. I wasn't aware because I was blocked. I was blocked by eating alcoholic foods. I was blocked by not having a source greater than myself or a clear channel to get there. So through the process of working the steps, the enlightenment comes. And in my life today, thank you, dear God, you know, the behaviors that I, you know, when I did my steps, the fourth step, and saw that I was really, you know, will run riot, and how I really went through a tornado in my home with my family and selfishness and the self-seeking. I didn't know until the step work, so I just want to share that. Again, I say this every time. It takes time. We lost you, Linda R. Press star one. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? 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 Linda? Did you lose me? I I said it was muted. Yes, I did. So, can you? you Yes. The what? I can't hear you. All right. I can't hear, so I guess I'll have to share another time. Uh, Linda, are you there? Yes, I am. It's very difficult to hear you, so I'm going to move on. Um, Mary B., you're our last chair. Hi, this is Mary B. Did you call me? I did, Mary. Okay, I'll make it real quick. Just a quick uh, example of the um, the ugly uh, um, ugliness of me and my cups. Um, I remarried, I'm Mary B, by the way, uh, gratefully recovered South uh, Central California, currently in Southwest Arizona. And I remarried 17 years ago. And although I had been in program for many, many years, I made a, a choice to try that controlled eating again. And after just a very brief time, in the first year of this marriage, Now, I didn't gain a lot of weight. My current husband has never seen me fat. And yet something happens to me. I call it taking an eraser and just erasing Mary when I'm in the food. But my knight in shining armor packed up all of his things and left three times 
in our first year. And I called my sponsor at the time and I said, I know every time this happens, I have been eating. Something happens to me that has nothing to do with the weight gain. It's something inside. My spirit dies. The result of that experience, I have to tell you, I am married to one of the most um, enthusiastic supporters of my program because of that experience. But anyway, um, absolute change, total change. Don't even know what it is really, but I know it happens. Thank you for allowing me to share, and thanks for your service. Thank you, Mary B. Okay, it's time to close our meeting. Um, Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Rachel N. M., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, this is Rachel and M. I'm a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater and anorexic. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. You will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. I pass.